So, Sam, why don't you tell us what happened to you as you were leaving last week? You you, you really got to kick off to spooky season the right way. Yeah. Um, so I, I always turn around right mm-hmm. here and then I go out and I so have. She was leaving our housing development. Yeah. So I have this, I won't call it irrational because it's not really that irrational, but that road is so dark. Um, I always like take an extra pause just in case someone comes barreling down. Yeah. Well, there's a big blonde spot on that road. Yeah. So I take an extra little pause to make sure. And then I also have an irrational fear that someone's going to come down without their headlights on. But... It's kind of irrational, but, like, not that irrational, because, like... I don't feel like that's irrational. Yeah. They would do that. Right. We live in South Carolina. Exactly. So, I'm, like, taking my extra, like, looks. I normally look left towards... Nine? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right, whatever that road is, and mm-hmm. then back again, and then back again... And then I'll go. Yep. And I'll take a little extra little peek that way, that way, mm-hmm. as I'm turning. And I'm turning my head back around, and there's a fucking woman. So, like, I I'm, I looked again to see where the guardrail started. And it wasn't, I thought the guardrail, like, started, like, right as I'm turning. And it doesn't. So, it's, like, farther down. But she was at, like, I'm turning and as I'm like starting, starting to like straighten my wheel, she's right there, just like staring out into the field. She's staring. It's like, On a full moon. Yeah, it was a full moon. She's standing there, fucking staring out into the cornfield. Nothing really dies in the corn. Nothing is really, that really dies in the Is corn. that a cornfield? Yeah, it's yes. a cornfield. There's like a corn demon out there, dude. Nothing really dies in the corn, Sam. It makes the best kind of street corn ever. By the way, that was the shittiest. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was funny. All I can think of is how shitty that fucking remake of Children of the Corn was. Stop it. Have you seen it? It's dog shit. It hurt my feelings. Because as people that love horror movies, I love Children of the so Corn. so bad. It's bad. It's really bad. It's like, let's put a big CGI corn monster. Oh, it's so terrible. I liked it better when they didn't put the damn monster in it and you couldn't see it. He who walks behind the rose. That See, I like that one. That's great. Yeah, now it's just he who walks. Yeah. Which oh, makes no fucking terrible. sense. It's terrible. It's so bad. They yeah. ruined such a good franchise. 
it's who who came up with that piece of shit you know it didn't get a theatrical release because of covid and it shouldn't have got released at all it's that fucking bad oh this is like a recent yeah, yeah. this came out like 20 like a month no uh, well originally yeah 20 uh two, when did they add it on shutter uh just like a month and a half ago okay so it's like a recently made movie but we recently watched it it's fucking terrible like if you want a good laugh i watch it i couldn't even laugh at that but it's yeah like the acting was bad the acting sucked the continuity like the pacing was so fucking off it was just it was a it was a fucking letdown it was a, have you seen the original children of the corn Okay, within the first, like, if, if you have not seen that movie, you need to pause and go watch well, that, that movie and then come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> within the first five minutes, they kill all the parents. This, they don't do this it to, like... trash, they let it go on for an hour of God knows what. Nonsense. The, yeah, it's just, it sucks. It's just, It it's wasn't shit. even anything real. Yeah, it was, it was shit. But anyway... Guys, welcome to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I am Eric, and I am joined by... Christian. And Sam. So enough of us uh, shitting on the new Children of the Corn remake. I'm glad we're not, like, our opinions on those movies don't matter, because we actually had to review some of the horror movies. We've seen some really decent ones, and we've seen some really bad I've seen some real dog shit, but during spooky season, we try to watch a horror movie a night. I love that. Yep, that's kind of our thing. It's 31 days of awesomeness. Well, we do it for two months worth. Oh, that's true. Uh, But we really ramp it up when it gets to October. Yeah, October, we might watch two a night. But yeah, we... um, There's some classics in there. Yeah, there's always some rewatches, stuff like that. There's a new Exorcist coming out. Uh, Yes, it's a sequel. It's not a remake. And I'm very excited about it. Where are these sequels? It's got Linda Blair in it. I know. Mm, I must see it. I have never wanted to see... Well... I want to see the new Beetlejuice remake. It's not a remake, it's a sequel. Oh, a sequel. Uh, I need to see the new Exorcist. Yeah, it'll be good. I I hope it's good. I am so excited. Um, So the Cinemark down near me... Mm -hmm. uh, Not Cinemark... Uh, the one at Market Common Stone, Stone Theater, yeah. They do. They're doing a flashback theater thing every Wednesday. So Mom and I went to go see New Moon because I'm a toy hard, and I'm mm. not ashamed to say it. I don't mm. give a fuck. It was the, amazing. The, gro- the groaning coming from the couch right now. I don't. I thought care. you were gonna say you saw like. Guess the when Exorcist. the new Exorcist comes out? When your October birthday, thirteenth. Ah, my birthday. I won't be here. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think you will. Yeah, we're we're in a pre-recording marathon because Sam will be out of the country. I'll be on an inventor. Yep. Pray so, for me because I'm taking the AG. We with we me. might cover some some topics while you're away. We're having in a crypt towns. over. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna look at the schedule. What's your schedule for while you're away? And I'm gonna pick some. Some spooky topics we can cover so we can uh, get you to take some photos or some shit. Uh, uh, yeah. You like that? But yeah, without 
any more hesitation, guys, um, as always, make sure you download the episodes. We highly appreciate it. Uh, keep sharing the show. You guys rock. Sam, let's get into uh, the craftiness of Ed Gein here in part two. So Augusta had already passed. So Ed- Augusta. I can't stand you. If you don't know what that is, you need to go back and listen to part one. After Augusta's passing, Ed redecorated. He redecorated the home to be a shrine to his mother. He closed up rooms that she used in order to keep them in the same condition that they were when she was alive. Basically, he he boarded off her rooms and made those like the shrine to her. Yeah, like the room she frequented. Like her bedroom and whatever else. He moved into a smaller bedroom off of the kitchen. The parts of the home that weren't boarded up went severely neglected. Ed Gein also was severely neglected uh, by himself. The farm lay uncultivated while Ed was hired out to work for other farmers. The mild-mannered Ed, now in his 40s, seemed to quit bathing and shaving and spent even more time alone. When he wasn't ogling the farmer's wives and daughters who served lunch to the farmhands to hire for hires like him. Yeah, he would like just kind of stare at the farmer's wives and stuff, just like admiring them and shit. Super creepy. Freaking weirdo. He's like, oh, wow, I could I could probably make a full dress out of you. Way to foreshadow it. Not even foreshadow. You just gave everybody, away. Everybody knows. Maybe someone doesn't. Well, they're going to learn here real quick. Living an isolated life allowed Ed to fall into his obsessions. He learned about Nazi medical experiences and had a fascination with the Nazi Ilse coach. Coke. Coke. Or cock. Coke. Uh, who we will definitely fucking cover eventually. She is the most vile, despicable woman on the planet. I'm in. He studied human anatomy. He watched porn, he, though he never attempted to date any women in real life. And he would read horror books. He I'm okay al- with that. Yeah. He'd I mean, also like look at adventure books about like shrunken heads and all this crazy stuff. He was like big into comics and shit. Interesting. But the gory graphic ones. He also began to indulge in his fantasies at this point for an entire decade. Without anybody realizing. Yeah. Ed became obsessed with the female body. He was extremely curious about what it was like to have female sex organs and dreamed of being a woman. There were many times when Ed wanted a sex change, but he didn't have the money to make it a reality. Not only did he dream of being a woman, but he dreamed of being his mother. His grave robbing began in 1947. This is about two years after. Well, less than, I think. This is definitely a psycho reference, though, like, where he becomes his mother type of thing. I mean, literally, he is Norman Bates. One day, he saw a newspaper article of a woman who had been buried that day. She came from a grave very near that of Ed's mother. He always went to the graveyard at the time of a full moon. Many He's working the graveyard shift. 
literally. Many times, he would just visit grave sites and leave everything undisturbed. Ed continued to do this for the next 10 years. He would basically go out there and, like, sometimes he couldn't, he couldn't work up the nerve mm-hmm. to do it. And there is some theories he may have had an accomplice in doing this. Um, I couldn't corroborate enough of that, though. But there were some theories out there that he did have help digging up these. Well, yeah, he bodies. made a friend named Gus, who was the yeah. the cemetery dude, and mm-hmm. he helped him the grave dig- digger. Yeah, he helped him dig up. Though he didn't, Gus didn't participate in any of the afters mm-hmm. of it. But he did help Ed uh, dig up grave sites. So Ed would check the newspaper often for fresh bodies. Ed would take the whole female corpse or just the parts he wanted, put the dirt back in the grave, and take home what he, his uh, earnings, I guess. It's like going to the fucking grocery store, picking up produce or some shit. Yeah. I don't that was really, his like logic behind it. It's like a, um, a pick and pull. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I was going to say a pig picking, but I was like, wait No, picking, it's not Joe Metheny. A pick and pull is actually spare parts for sale. <laughs> We have three of those here, don't we? I know we at least have two. (laughs) Just that imagery. Need a foot? Here you go. That was a good one. Ed did many strange things with the dead bodies. We'll get that. We'll get to that in a minute. Slowly, he came up with the idea of making a skin suit from the remains of women who resembled his mother and drape it over his genitals to eventually become Augusta. So he didn't just do it over his genitals. He had a full Oh yeah, we're getting there. fucking outfit with we're getting there. massive tits. So he started tracking recently deceased women <coughs> who had earmarks of his mother and exhumed their graves. During full moons, he would dress up in the bodysuit and dance around his lawn. He also had like a drum that he made that the head of the drum was human skin. And uh, he would beat on that while he was out dancing in the, the moonlight. Gross. It was claimed that he also had. Now I have that song stuck in my head. Dancing in the moonlight. Dancing in the moonlight and in my skin suit. Feeling warm and bright. Yep. That's that's it. <laughs> that's the episode name. Dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> With his nipple belt. Ooh. We're getting there. I mean, we already kind of spoiled this whole episode. You did. The, you did. No, in the Carl Panzeram episode. We did like seven minutes oh, on Ed yeah. Dean. <laughs> so we've already spoiled this entire shit. There's no mystery here. Unless they haven't listened to that episode. I need Ed, uh, why was he not on Project it, One Reg? It was the whole asking. <laughs> it was literally like the best seven minutes on Ed Gein shit that we could do, and it didn't even happen on the Ed Gein episode. <laughs> I'm surprised you would cut your tits off. Well, I'm saving that one for when we cover the Toy Box Killer. Can't wait for that. We're going to have to have drinks for that, because I don't know how yes. well you're going to do for that. 
Yes, gonna we will. I'm going to just be cackling the entire time. Because you're sick. In a good way, but you're sick. So it was claimed that Ed had sex with the bodies, a charge that he denied because they, quote, smelled too bad. They also so he accused- thought about it. That means he's thought about it. Yeah, I don't, I really don't think that was, I, I've read a bunch of shit that's like he was a cannibal and a necrophile, and I'm like, I only nah. saw one thing that even mentioned necrophilia. You know, I just don't think that served the purpose. He No, he didn't want to eat them. I don't think he ate them. And he didn't fuck they them either. They were dead. Well, it wasn't about it wasn't about eating or fucking the corpse. It was it was literally about stealing the body parts. That reminded him of his mother. Yeah. He wanted to become his mother. That was the end goal always. It wasn't like I'm going to fuck this old lady. No, he didn't like I don't even think he had like a sexual re- like thing for his mom i think it was like he wanted to become her because he missed her and wanted to bring her back in some right way shape or form it wasn't like uh i'm gonna dig up this old lady and have sex with her corpse now i might steal her vagina so i can drape it over my my penis and wear it like a pair of pants or, or a merkin of some kind a what a merkin a pubic wig you never heard of that before? No. They use them a lot in uh, movies and shit. You know what they were invented for? To hide uh, STDs and brothels, like prostitutes and brothels. So you just put a put a fake kitty on? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, um, certain STDs would like make all your pubic hair fall out. So these like girls- a toupee for your kitty cat. Yeah. Yeah. Or in Ed Gein's case, say, bald cap for your your penis. I hate it here. <laughs> the, look working- on the, the look on Sam's face right now is just amazing. I feel like he was just working on his own version of a BBL. Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What was he doing? Stealing old ladies' asses, too? Like Probably better asses than that. So, Ed Gein's first victim was Mary Hogan, who was a 51-year-old divorcee and the owner of a local tavern in Pine Grove, ironically called Pine Grove Tavern, six miles from his home. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I mean, I worked in Surfside at a tavern called Tavern and Surfside. So, you know. There you go. I mean, go with the obvious, I reckon. You're the only bar in town. Yeah. On the afternoon of December 8th, 1954, he shot her in the head with his 32 caliber revolver. He put her body in his pickup truck and took her to his shed. His own little uh, meat processing shed. Yeah, that's going to be a callback for the first episode for sure. A customer who dropped into the tavern found the place deserted and a large blood stain on the floor. A spent 32 caliber cartridge lay near it. Bloodstains ran out the back door and, and into the parking lot, where they halted beside tire tracks that looked like those of a pickup truck. It looked as if Mary Hogan had been shot and taken away. Police were not able to learn anything about what happened to her. A few weeks later, a sawmill owner named 
I'm just saying his first name because I'm not even going to try that. Elmo. Talk to Ed about it. Ed, you always got to trust a guy named Elmo. Yeah. I'm sure he's got a great Just laugh. don't let him tickle you. Or don't tickle him. Yeah. <laughs> Ed replied, quote, she isn't missing. She's at the farm right now. Elmo did not ask him what he meant by that. In fact, he loved this joke. When men would tease Ed that he should have courted the woman, he replied that she wasn't gone. He says, she's not missing. She's at the farm right now. I went and got her in my pickup truck and took her home. Which he's not lying. No. That's not a joke. He he loved fucking saying that because it was just like, he got a laugh off of it one time. Oh, kooky Ed. Yeah, old Ed, just being Ed. For Ed Gein, the saving grace in being an oddball who said oddball things was that few paid any attention to what would later prove to be his confession. And we hear this over and over again with serial killers. Oh, he was he's just a normal guy, man. Some, yeah. Like it, Others clock them from pretty much the beginning. Yeah, but it's like a lot of the times you hear him say, oh, I could have never suspected him. But that's how they operate for so long is you just never suspect him. John Wayne Gacy. There you go. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Those around Ed weren't the only ones who, even if they had been paying attention, would be inclined to write things off as simply Ed Gein being Ed Gein. Local teenagers said that Ed had shown them shrunken heads. He claimed the heads were sent to him by a cousin who had served in the Philippines during the war. Rumors intensified after the boys who had been in the Gina house recounted seeing heads, though not shrunken, hanging in a room. The boys convinced themselves that they had seen Halloween masks. Well, they're partially right. I mean, it's it's that suspension of... Like, there's no way. Right. Like, he's got a bunch of faces hanging on the wall. Right. As the Gein farm gained a reputation as a haunted place, rumors were intensified by reports that late at night, people passing the remote homestead swore they saw long dead Augusta Gein in the yard dancing naked in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. Well, they're half right. No one really gave the Gein farm on the outskirts of town much thought. That is until November 16, 1957, when he shot and killed Bernice Warden in her store in Plainfield. He used a 22 caliber rifle from a rack in the store, which why would they load? They didn't. Oh, so he was just like he, picking he, things up and... He kept a round on him. So Interesting. Yeah, I, f- I added this part. So I found this out in my uh, touch-up. He then locked the store and took the body home in the store's truck. It also took the cash register. He later explained that he did not take it to commit robbery. 
He wanted to see how it worked and planned to return it later. Bernice Warden's son, Frank, who was a deputy sheriff, that he had gone deer hunting that morning. Because this was the first and, day of hunting season. Yeah. So when he got back, he saw that the store was closed with the lights still on and his mother was missing. He also saw that the cash register was gone and there was blood on the floor. Frank Warden talked to the sheriff, Art... I don't know how to say that last name. And told him that what he'd seen and to report his mother missing. He checked the record of sales made that morning. One of them was for a half a gallon of antifreeze. Frank remembered that Ed Gein had stopped by the night before at closing time. He said that he would be back the next morning for antifreeze. Ed had also asked Frank if he was going hunting the next day. With the cash register missing, he thought that Ed had planned a robbery once he learned that Frank would not be there. He told this to Sheriff Art, and the sheriff and Captain Lloyd Schofoster? Schofoster? Yep. Yep. You got that one right. Listen, we all know that I don't say names right. So they both... And the first name was Art Shaley? How? There's no A. Shalee? Shalee. I, I, fuck it. Whatever. I'm not, yeah, no. I'd rather, no, anyway. So, the, the two men go to find Ed. They, it, the farm is about seven miles from the hardware store. The house was dark, and Ed Gein wasn't there when the police arrived. They drove to a store where Ed usually bought groceries, and that's where they found Ed, who was about to leave in his truck. The sheriff stopped him and asked him to get into the police car for questioning. Sheriff Art had not said anything about Bernice Warden's death before Ed said that he thought someone had tried to frame him for the death, at which point... Sheriff Art arrested him. The sheriff and Captain Scoposter went back to Ed's house with the other officers. The doors to the house were locked, but the door to the shed behind the house was not. Inside, they found a naked corpse of a woman hanging upside down from a crossbeam. The legs were spread wide apart, and there was a long cut from the genitals to almost the throat. She was hanging upside down. Mm-hmm. Like fucking wild shit right here. The throat and head were missing. The genitals and the anus were also missing. It turns out that it was the body of Bernice Warden and she'd been cut up, cut open and dressed out like a deer. Does that mean like splayed open? Yeah, like okay. Basically, all the intestines were gone. All the like. So she was gutted like a fish. She, she was gutted like a deer on the opening season of deer hunting, much like it was that day. Yeah. He basically field dressed her. Gross. 
There was no electricity in the dark house. They had to search it with oil lamps, lanterns, and flashlights. Now, imagine if they'd just given Ed a couple of those flashlights. He could have turned them into flashlights. Mm. Sold them on Etsy. Mm. Ew. I got I got skin flashlight covers here. Gross. The place looked like it had not been clean in years. The few rooms that were not nailed shut were full of books, old papers, magazines, empty cans of pork and beans, and Which is basically other what he lived off of. It's so weird. It's just cans of pork and beans. He liked beanie weenies. Well, I found something me and Ed can have in common. Gross. I don't like those. What? It's fucking nasty. Whatever. Not even the horror that was just seen out in the shed could prepare the authorities for what they discovered next. There were umpteen bones, whole, both whole and in pieces. There were skulls on the tops of Ed's bedposts. His bowls and kitchen utensils were made from skulls. But worse than that, Ed's household items were made from human skin. Chairs were upholstered with skin. There was a garbage can made of skin. He fashioned leggings made of skin. Masks made from faces. It puts a whole new definition on skin-tight pants. Don't ruin leggings for me. A pair of lips were being used as a window shade pull. Now that that's a, a funny gag, honestly, because when you pull the blonde up, the lips connect. So the window shade, when it when it's down, the lips are apart. You pull it together, the lips come together. Mm. Hmm. The pull is the string. No, no, no. The lips were on the blonde itself. The window shade pull. So, like, where it pulls apart mm-hmm. and then collapses like the back two, together. Yeah. Two thi- okay. Yeah. I had to think about what kind of blondes. So, there was a corset made from a female torso. A lampshade made from a human face. And we all know my personal favorite. A belt made of nipples. Oh, Ed, uh, you, your pants are all wet. What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. My belt is lactating. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I still stand by that it has to look like ostrich leather. It does look like ostrich leather. We we did, in fact, Google that, and it does look like ostrich leather. It is fucking terrifying. I'm hoping Instagram will let us post this shit. On there, I've been very skeptical on making posts for Summer of Slaughter because um, how many times we got flagged last year. Yeah. So I've been very reserved with what I post. Among Ed's interior decor, police found dismembered body parts such as fingernails, four noses. Well, actually, it was a box of noses, but like the four noses were just like. Hanging around, I guess. I got your nose. (laughs) Whole box of them. And dried genitals of nine different women. He's making genital jerky. He had a box of vulvas. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) 
I feel like it's very chewy. Uh, I, I can't. Listen, there's no skin off of his nuts. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, wait, that's right. He was putting skin on his nuts. Yeah, he was putting skin on his nuts. I can keep going. <laughs> they also found the remains of Mary Hogan, who had gone missing back in 1954. At about 4.30 in the morning. So this is the day after. So the police go to Ed's house that night. Mm-hmm. And it's they're still there at 4.30 in the morning. Um, they find this bloody burlap sack and inside the sack was a freshly severed head with nails in the ears and a piece of twine connecting the nails. Uh, it was Bernice's head in the burlap sack. When Ed was asked what his plan was for Bernice's head, he replied, quote, I was going to hang Bernice's head on the wall as decoration. That's welcome to spooky season. It's the perfect segue. It really is. Like you just can't beat that. Nope. His own DIY Halloween decor. It was the house from hell. Uh, quite literally. Ed admitted that he had gotten most of his... uh, I bet his Pinterest board is immaculate. It probably is. (laughs) Ed admitted that he had gotten most of his uh, materials from three local graveyards that he frequented after his mother died. He told authorities that he'd gone there in a daze just looking for bodies that he thought looked like Augusta. During the years that he was going to these graveyards, he met a friend. Like I said, he's, he, he met Gus. He Gus did not help him in his arts and crafts. He also told them that he wanted to create a, quote, woman suit so he could crawl into his mother's skin and become her. He would put on his new skin and walk around his home in it and pretend to be his mother. The main reason that men that Ed murdered these two women is that the already dead skin of the corpses that he was digging up was hard to sew. He was having trouble building his little skin suit, so he decided he needed fresh skin because it was already plump and moisturized and I guess more malleable than stretchier, I guess. Yeah, he could put the needle and thread through it easier. I don't know. Um, police tried to connect him to other disappearances and murders from recent years, but weren't able to find any evidence corroborating Ed's. And there were a string of disappearances. Yeah, going on. Ed's lawyer, William Belter, entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. And in January of 1958, Ed was found deemed unfit to stand trial and was sent to Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, where he was then diagnosed with schizophrenia. He was able to work as a mason, a carpenter's assistant, and a medical center aide while serving his time. He thrived while he was there. You know, he was locked away with the criminally insane, but 
he actually got to socialize. He made friends. Yeah, he made friends. He he got three cots in a hot or three hots in a cot. Jesus Christ! I'm sure, I they, think had, I, I'm sure I, they had great arts and crafts. Maybe not the same ones he's used to. Yeah, it, it was like this a perfect environment for him to like actually. I bet quilting class was a mind blower for him. Oh, if he had made human skin quilts, I feel like this is this episode's like the summer of slaughter summer camp. Where you go and you make all your little arts and crafts little, to bring home. Uh, little lanyard things. Yeah. <laughs> I have a finger. Bunch of souvenirs. They have a science fair. Yeah. H.H. H. Holmes is the one running it. <laughs> I love that. How to run insurance scams. <laughs> the Gein Farm became a sort of attraction for morbid travelers. The home went up for auction after a while, and then shortly after the auction, the farmhouse mysteriously burnt to the ground. I'm sure the locals were like, this place needs to go. Like, I'm sure nobody was was torn up that Ed Gein's House of Horrors. Yeah. House burned. of a Thousand Corpses, literally. Burned to the ground. That part. Ten years after his conviction, Ed was deemed fit to stand trial and was tried and found guilty for the murder of Bernice Warden. But only Bernice. He was never tried for Mary Hogan's murder because, allegedly, the state saw it as a, quote, waste of money. The court, Damn, dude. Yeah. The court deemed him insane at the time of the crime, that the time the crime was committed, and was sent back to Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. They said that the reason was that Ed was insane and would likely spend most the would likely spend the rest of his life in a hospital anyway. But Ed did admit to killing Mary. I guess that's important. I mean, it is important, but like I guess not for the courts. Uh, as for the others that police found in his home. Ed claimed that he got all of these pieces and parts from graves of those already passed on. Ed petitioned for release in 1974, and obviously it was rejected. He didn't make any headlines after that, really. Closer to 1980, he was transferred to Mendota Mental Health Institute because his health was failing. He died of respiratory and heart failure from complications of cancer on July 26, 1984, at the age of 77, a month, almost a month before his 78th birthday. He was buried in Plainfield Cemetery, but his gravestone was constantly visited, and some people would chip off pieces of Ed's gravestone. And take them home with them as souvenirs, which is horrible. Bad luck. Bad juju. Well, you know, I mean, he did spend a lot of his life grave robbing, so. I mean, that's, I guess it's I only guess fitting. It's fitting. You owe me a soda. Jinx. No. Um, at one point in the year 2000, the entire gravestone, like the whole, I mean, it was just a little, like the little brick looking ones. Um, was taken and was later found in Seattle. The cemetery never replaced the headstone, and Ed's gravesite is unmarked in the Plainfield Cemetery. 
Well, I'm sure there's not a whole lot of headstones there. So if you live in Wisconsin, try to go and find it. And then take a picture. Uh, One cool thing to note that I didn't put in any notes or anything was his truck. So it actually was toured around the country and displayed as Ed Gein's death car uh, at carnivals and fairs and shit. Stop it. Interesting. So that's a little fun fact for everybody. But guys, thank you for being awesome this summer of slaughter. Uh, you guys rock. We, we do this because you guys are so awesome and give us downloads and you're the best. And thank you to everybody that sends us cool videos on Instagram. I get a lot of cool little spooky videos from listeners. So. It's mostly kitties. No, no, right? that's, that's, that what it is? oh, that's, that's just what you sent me. Yeah. That's just what I send you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys. Christian, if you want to uh, drop the socials. I can't believe we're done. We're done. With spooky season. Or well, like with summer slaughter. Yeah, we're, we're going into spooky season now. I can't believe we're done with this. It feels like every time we do summer slaughter, it always feels like it's a, it goes by too damn quick. It does go by quick. I mean, things are great when you're having fun. Mm-hmm. What a killer time. It, was it has been time. a killer time. So I can't wait for uh, to see what we cook up for next year. Ooh. I don't. I don't know, hundred percent what we're gonna do. If there's gonna be a theme, or we're just gonna cover random ass serial killers. Y'all but, should give us suggestions of some things. Yeah, we. I mean, we took some suggestions this year. Jane Topan was a suggestion. Yes. So. And by giving us suggestions, you should also leave us reviews on our episodes and let us know what you think. Um, you can find it if you're new here. Uh, we haven't started out anybody new, so I'm just gonna. There hasn't do, been any new ones. We haven't had any new ones. What the heck, guys? You guys need to start sharing it with your friends. Get yeah. some new yeah, people. Spotify lets you tell sharing us what you is- think of the episodes individually. Yes. So if you really liked a certain episode, tell us that you liked it. And sharing is caring. Yep. Share the show. There is a share button on Spotify. If you share it to your Instagram story and tag us in it, uh. I'll repost it on our story and say thank you. Yes, we enjoy that. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on Facebook and Instagram. And keep those downloads coming. And we love you. And that's it. So uh, stay creepy, everybody. And we'll see you next week for spooky season. Stay spooky. And stay safe.